Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, the book of revelation and the statement of Allah. Verily, we have sent the revelation to you, O Muhammad, as we sent the revelation to Noah and the prophets after him. Quran, chapter 4, verse 163. Chapter on the reward of deeds depends upon the intentions. Narrated Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, The reward of deeds depends upon the intentions and Every person will get the reward according to what he has intended. So whoever emigrates for worldly benefits or for a woman to marry, his emigration will be for what he emigrated for. Footnote The Prophet, peace be upon him, said this on the occasion of someone's emigration from Mecca to Al-Madina, not for the sake of the Islamic cause, but to marry a woman who had stipulated that he should emigrate if he wanted to marry her. Anyhow, this hadith implies a general principle. That is, one is rewarded for his deeds according to his real intentions and not according to his actual deeds, which might be good in themselves, but were motivated by an ill intention. Chapter on how the divine revelation started to be revealed to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the mother of the faithful believers. Al-Hadith bin Hisham. May Allah be pleased with him, asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. O Allah's Messenger, how is the divine revelation revealed to you? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, Sometimes it is revealed like the ringing of a bell. This form of revelation is the hardest of all. And then, this state passes off after I have grasped what is revealed. Sometimes the angel comes in the form of a man and talks to me, and I grasp whatever he says. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, added, Verily, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, being inspired, divinely, and noticed the sweat dropping from his forehead, on a very cold day, as the revelation was over. Footnote regarding the statement, the mother of the faithful believers. Allah calls the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the mothers of the faithful, in that the believers should show respect and reverence, and none of the believers were permitted to marry any of them after the Prophet's death. See the Qur'an, chapter 33, verse 6. Chapter on the commencement of the divine revelation to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the mother of the faithful believers. The commencement of the divine revelation to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was in the form of a good righteous true dreams, which came true like bright daylight and then the love of seclusion was bestowed upon him. He used to go in seclusion in the cave of Hera, where he used to worship Allah alone, continuously, for many nights, before returning to, or, his desire to see his family. He used to take with him the journey food for the stay, and then come back to his wife Khadija, to take his food likewise again, till suddenly, the truth descended upon him while he was in the cave of Hera, the angel came to him and asked him to read. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, I do not know how to read. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, Then the angel caught me forcefully 
and pressed me so hard that I could not bear it anymore. He then released me and again asked me to read, and I replied, I do not know how to read. Thereupon, he caught me again and pressed me a second time, till I could not bear it anymore. He then released me and again asked me to read, but again I replied, I do not know how to read, or what shall I read? Thereupon, he caught me for the third time and pressed me, and then released me, and said, Read in the name of your Lord, who has created all that exists, has created man from a clod, a piece of thick coagulated blood. Read, and your Lord is the most generous. Quran, chapter 96, verse 1 to 3. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, returned with the revelation, and with his heart beating severely. Then he went to Khadija bint Khuwailid, may Allah be pleased with her, and said, Cover me, cover me. They covered him till his fear was over, and after that he told Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, everything that had happened, and said, I fear that something may happen to me. Khadija replied, Never. By Allah, Allah will never disgrace you. You keep good relations with your kith and kin. Help the poor and the destitute. Serve your guests generously and assist the deserving calamity afflicted ones. Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, then accompanied him to her cousin, Waraqa bin Nawfil bin Asad bin Abdul Uzza, who, during the period of ignorance, became a Christian and used to write the writing with Hebrew letters. He would write from the Gospel in Hebrew as much as Allah wished him to write. He was an old man and had lost his eyesight. Khadija said to Waraqa, Listen to the story of your nephew, O my cousin. Waraqa asked, O my nephew, what have you seen? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, described whatever he had seen. Waraqa said, This is the same one who keeps the secrets, that is, Angel, Jibril, Gabriel, whom Allah had sent to Musa, Moses. I wish I were young and could live up to the time when your people would turn you out. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked, Will they drive me out? Waraka replied in the affirmative and said, Anyone, man, who came with something similar to what you have brought was treated with hostility. And if I should remain alive till the day when you will be turned out, then I would support you strongly. But after a few days, Waraka died, and the divine revelation was also paused for a while. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari while talking about the period of pause in revelation reported the speech of the Prophet, peace be upon him. While I was walking, all of a sudden I heard a voice from the sky. I looked up and saw the same angel who had visited me at the cave of Hera, sitting on a chair between the sky and the earth. I got scared of him and came back home and said, Wrap me in blankets. And then Allah revealed the following holy verses of the Qur'an. O you Muhammad, peace be upon him, enveloped in garments, arise and warn up to and keep away from Ar-Rujz, the idols. Qur'an, chapter 74, verse 1 to 5. After this, the revelation started coming strongly and frequently in succession one after the other. Chapter on regarding the Qur'an verse, Move not your tongue concerning to make haste. Narrated Sayyid bin Jubayr, Ibn Abbas in the explanation of the statement of Allah. Move not your tongue concerning the Qur'an, O Muhammad peace be upon him, to make haste therewith. Qur'an, chapter 75, 
verse 16, said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to bear the revelation with great stress and hardness, and used to move his lips quickly with the revelation. Ibn Abbas moved his lips, saying, I am moving my lips in front of you, as Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to move his. Sa'id moved his lips, saying, I am moving my lips as I have seen Ibn Abbas moving his. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, added, So Allah revealed, Move not your tongue concerning the Qur'an, O Muhammad peace be upon him, to make haste therewith. It is for us to collect it and to give you, O Muhammad peace be upon him, the ability to recite it. The Qur'an, chapter 75, verse 16 and 17, which means that Allah will make him, the Prophet peace be upon him, remember the portion of the Qur'an which was revealed at that time by heart and recite it. The statement of Allah, and when we have recited it to you, O Muhammad peace be upon him, through Jibreel, Gabriel, then follow you, it's the Qur'an's recital. Qur'an, chapter 75, verse 18 means, listen to it and be silent. Then it is for us, Allah, to make it clear to you. Qur'an, chapter 75, verse 19, means, then it is for Allah to make you recite it, and its meaning will be clear by itself through your tongue. Afterwards, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to listen to Jibreel whenever he came, and after his departure, he used to recite it as Jibreel had recited it. Chapter on the Jibreel used to meet Prophet peace be upon him every night of Ramadan. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, Allah's Messenger peace be upon him was the most generous of all the people, and he used to reach the peak in generosity in the month of Ramadan when Jibreel, Gabriel, met him. Jibreel used to meet him every night of Ramadan to teach him the Qur'an. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was the most generous person, even more generous than the fair winds, sent by Allah with glad tidings, rain, in readiness and haste to do charitable deeds. Chapter on Story of Heraclius in Connection with His Faith Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, Abu Sufyan bin Harb informed me that Heraclius had sent a messenger to him while he had been accompanying a caravan from Quraysh. They were merchants doing business in Sham, Syria, Palestine, Lebanon, and Jordan. At the time when Allah's Messenger peace be upon him had truce with Abu Sufyan and Quraysh infidels. So Abu Sufyan and his companions went to Heraclius at Ilya, Jerusalem. Heraclius called them in the court and he had all the senior Roman dignitaries around him. He called for his translator, who, translating Heraclius' question, said to them, Who amongst you is closely related to that man who claims to be a prophet? Abu Sufyan replied, I am the nearest relative to him amongst the group. Heraclius said, Bring him, Abu Sufyan, close to me, and make his companions stand behind him. Abu Sufyan added, Heraclius told his translator to tell my companions that he wanted to put some questions to me regarding the man the Prophet, and that if I told a lie, they, my companions, should contradict me. Abu Sufyan added, By Allah, had I not been afraid of my companions labeling me a liar, I would not have spoken the truth about the Prophet peace be upon him. The first question he asked me about him was, What is his family's status amongst you? I replied, 
He belongs to a noble family amongst us. Heraclius further asked, Has anybody else amongst you ever claimed the same, that is, to be a prophet before his claim? I replied, No. He asked, Was anybody amongst his ancestors a king? I replied, No. Heraclius asked, Do the nobles or the poor follow him? I replied, It is the poor who follow him. He said, Are his followers increasing or decreasing day by day? I replied, They are increasing. He then asked, Does anybody amongst those who embrace his religion become displeased and renounce the religion afterwards? I replied, No. Heraclius said, Have you ever accused him of telling lies before his claim to be a prophet? I replied, No. Heraclius said, Does he ever betray or prove treacherous to his covenants? I replied, No. We are at truce with him, but we do not know what he will do in it. I could not find opportunity to say anything against him except that word. Heraclius asked, Have you ever had a fight with him? I replied, Yes. Then he said, What was the outcome of your battle with him? I replied, The fighting between us and him was undecided, and victory was shared between us and him by turns. Heraclius said, What does he order you to do? I said, He tells us to worship Allah alone, and not to worship anything along with him, and to renounce all that our ancestors had said. He orders us to pray, to speak the truth, to be chaste, and to keep good relations with our kith and kin. Heraclius asked the translator to convey to me the following. I asked you about his family, and your reply was that he belongs to a noble family amongst you. In fact, all the messengers come from noble families amongst their respective peoples. I question you whether anybody else amongst you claimed such a thing. Your reply was in the negative. If the answer had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man was following the previous man's statement. Then I asked you whether any one of his ancestors was a king. Your reply was in the negative. And if it had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man wanted to take back his ancestral kingdom. I further asked whether he was ever accused of telling lies before he said what he said, and your reply was in the negative. So I wondered how a person who does not tell a lie about others could ever tell a lie about Allah. I then asked about whether the rich people followed him or the poor. You replied that it was the poor who followed him. And in fact, these poor always are the followers of the messengers. Then I asked you whether his followers were increasing or decreasing. You replied that they were increasing. And in fact, this is the way of true faith, till it is complete in all respects. I further asked you whether there was anybody who after embracing his religion, became displeased and discarded his religion. Your reply was in the negative. And in fact, this is the sign of true faith, when its delight enters the hearts and mixes with them completely. I asked you whether he had ever betrayed. You replied in the negative. And likewise, the messengers never betray. Then I asked you what he ordered you to do. You replied, that he ordered you to worship Allah, and Allah alone, and not to worship anything along with him, and forbade you to worship idols, and ordered you to pray, to speak the truth, and to be chesty. If what you have said is true, he will very soon occupy this place, which is underneath my feet now. 
and I knew it from the scriptures that he was going to appear, but I did not know that he would be from you. And if I am sure to reach him, I would go immediately to meet him, and if I were with him, I would certainly wash his feet. Heraclius then asked for the letter addressed by Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, which was delivered by Dihya to the governor of Basra, who forwarded it to Heraclius to read. The contents of the letter were as follows. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. This letter is from Muhammad, the slave of Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him, to Heraclius, the ruler of Byzantines. Peace be upon him who follows the right path. Then after, I invite you to Islam, and if you become a Muslim, you will be safe, and Allah will double your reward. And if you reject this invitation of Islam, you will be committing a sin by misguiding your Arisin, peasants. And I recite to you Allah's statement, O people of Scripture, Jews and Christians, come to a word that is just between us and you, and then that we worship none but Allah, and that we associate no partners with Him, and that none of us shall take others as lords beside Allah. Then, if they turn away, say, Bear witness that we were Muslims. Quran, chapter 3, verse 64. Abu Sufyan then added, When Heraclius had finished his speech and had read the letter, there was a great hue and cry in the royal court. So we were turned out of the court. I told my companions that the question of Ibn Abi Kabshah, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, has become so prominent that even the king of Bani al-Asfar, Byzantines, is afraid of him. Thenceforth, I became sure that he, the Prophet peace be upon him, would be the conqueror in the near future, till I embraced Islam. That is, Allah guided me to it. The sub-narrator adds, Ibn Natur was the governor of Ilya, Jerusalem, and Heraclius was the head of the Christians of Sham. Ibn Natur narrates that once while Heraclius was visiting Ilya, Jerusalem, he got up in the morning with a sad mood. Some of his priests asked him why he was in that mood. Heraclius was a foreteller and an astrologer. He replied, At night, when I looked at the stars, I saw that the leader of those who practiced circumcision had appeared, become the conqueror, and asked, Who are they who practice circumcision? The people replied, Except the Jews, nobody practices circumcision, so you should not be afraid of them, Jews. Just issue orders to kill every Jew present in the country. While they were discussing it, a messenger sent by the king of Ghassan to convey the news of Allah's messenger peace be upon him to Heraclius was brought in. Having heard the news, the Heraclius ordered the people to go and see whether the messenger of Ghassan was circumcised. The people, after seeing him, told Heraclius that he was circumcised. Heraclius then asked him about the Arabs. The messenger replied, Arabs also practice circumcision. After hearing that, Heraclius remarked that sovereignty of this nation, Arabs, had appeared. Heraclius then wrote a letter to his friend in Rome, who was as good as Heraclius in knowledge. Heraclius then left for Homs, a town in Syria, and stayed there till he received the reply of his letter from his friend, who agreed with him in his opinion about the emergence of the Prophet peace be upon him, and the fact that he is indeed a prophet. On that, Heraclius invited all the heads of the Byzantines to assemble in his palace at Homs. When they assembled, 
he ordered that all the doors of his palace be closed. Then he came out and said, O Byzantines, if success is your desire, and if you seek right guidance and want your empire to remain, then give the Bayara pledge to this prophet peace be upon him, that is, embrace Islam. On hearing the views of Heraclius, the people ran towards the gates of the palace, like onagers, but found the doors closed. Heraclius realized their hatred towards Islam, and when he lost the hope of their embracing Islam, he ordered, Bring them back to me. When they returned, he said, What I already said was just to test the strength of your conviction, and I have seen it. The people prostrated before him and became pleased with him, and this was the end of the Heraclius story in connection with his faith. Footnote regarding the statement, And if I am sure, means that Heraclius was afraid of his people to meet him. Peace be upon him. Footnote Abi Kapsha was not the father of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, but it was a mockery done by Abu Sufyan out of hostility against the Prophet, peace be upon him.